0: Okay, hello, this is Helen Reed. Um, Welcome to another episode of the Evolving Orgasm series. Um, Today I have with me the incredible Stefania Shimeno. Did I say your name right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh. Um, Maybe you can say your name and then I. No problem. It's Shimano. Shimano. Okay. Shimano. Thank you. Um, Where is the name from?
1: It's Italian. It means Shimano.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm. So it's really important to get it right. Um, And Stefania um, is a lady who I connected with online and who I just, when I see her work, it's like this um, like this incredible energy of wealth and the physical body, like totally like intertwined. and like um, I'm right in thinking that you used to be a physician, yeah, and um and I just find it absolutely fascinating to see the way that Stefania like integrates the human body and the organs and the energetics and the deep like feminine work um, and brings it all together to help women um, grow wealth like literally in and through their bodies. And I just feel like it's very, very exciting. (laughs) So, um, So welcome and thank you very much for being here.
1: Thank you, thank you for inviting me.
0: Um hmm. um so we're here to talk about evolving orgasms and Stefania has um agreed to share some of her story and journey around this area mm-hmm. um is is would you like to start um by just giving a kind of introduction to your journey and how how your um yeah your kind of how it started and how you started to like explore your sexuality at a deeper level
1: well I grew up a catholic girl if that gives you any indication of the start (laughs) (laughs) so said with love to all the catholics out there um shame was a really big part of my upbringing So it took me a really long time as a woman to be comfortable in my body at all. And I remember even in medical school, you know, learning the body and learning how it all sort of worked together, you know, how the nerves were connected and how a woman is aroused. And when I really started to see God in the design of the body, and I started to see God in how pleasure was supposed to happen and a woman was supposed to become aroused. And, you know, we have a a part of our body that even becomes a little bit erect. You know, our our clitoris can become a little erect as we're aroused and all of the extra lubrication that we make. That was a huge eye-opener for me and a part of my spiritual journey because I realized God did not make a mistake here. Mm -hmm. And part of the, you know, what my upbringing taught me was like, you know, nothing at all until marriage. And there Mm -hmm. I was as a woman in my 30s in school thinking, well, I blew that up. (laughs) 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 But also, is it true that a woman should not experience pleasure until she's married? and my instinct was no that's not true and so my journey began with me finding God in my body there in the desert where I was going to school in Arizona in the United States having grown up in Florida where the beaches are everywhere and I you know was at the beach as much as possible my entire life and then I went to a place with almost no water And so what that taught me was I had relied upon the ocean to be my church Mm -hmm. because I didn't love the church church. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I went to a place that had no ocean, I had to find God differently. Mm. I couldn't go, oh, I can only find God at the ocean. I had to go. God is in this prickly cactus. God is in that rattlesnake. God is in sun. God is in me and so my spiritual journey took a major turn there and i started to embrace the feminine body in a brand new way where i saw it as poetry i saw it as my muse i saw it as the most perfect creation as mother god incarnate and then it what's interesting is i was actually almost celibate those four years of medical school too, or abstinent, I guess would be the more proper term. Mm. It really allowed me to deepen all the way into my studies, into myself and my spiritual journey. And what came out of that was how much I realized that a woman's relationship to being a woman affects her body. And therefore, her relationship to men affects her body. And then I took it a step further and realized that men and money had a very similar provider protector energy and so a woman's relationship to money affects her body mm-hmm. is it the opposite not also true that her body affects her relationship to money and so that is how it all began to form and as I deepened into my spiritual studies. Um, I studied with a shaman for five years when I first began my medical practice. And during that, it was like, ah, some of this is soul level deep. And I went, All right, there's something to this here. Money's not just money. <laughs> yeah and the body's not just the right diet and exercise there's so much more to how money and feminine and body and god like all blend together which created the wealth body brand
0: Mm.
1: and now i just want to get deeper and deeper with it because i'm finding that women we it's so much more about the heart than we ever realized before and you know as far as my own journey as a woman you know, I have, I have a son. He's 10. And, um, you know, a lot of time as a single mother makes you deepen in differently. So it's not always been about partnership. It's about me with God and the love affair that I'm having with God and how that informs how I interact with human men. Yeah. And, you know, some days it feels sexy and other days it feels annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: oh wow um this when you say that um yeah you're having a love affair with God um Mm -hmm. what does that like can I know like how what that looks like like on a daily basis because I know that for some people they they might see God and they might be having a relationship with God in a spiritual journey but like maybe more as a father rather than a lover so like this like love affair Mm -hmm. side of it is um feels really intriguing
1: well and here's where i love to bring up a very provocative topic and that is the father lover paradox that is god Mm. this landed in me this actually this we're about in autumn now in the northern hemisphere so about three years ago now i was having a A bit of a breakdown. Um, I had a friend whose wife had died. And I was—I had just finished listening to him and kind of grieving with him. And then I was spending some time just stretching on my yoga mat. And I was asking God for answers. And I heard, you know, when God speaks to me, I don't know about you, but it's usually very short. It's uh, succinct. It's just a few words. And it's so impactful it shakes me. Mm. And I heard, I am both your father and your lover, Stefania. part of me wanted to throw up. Yeah. So I thought, wow, that's really disgusting in, in the realm of the humans. That and we, the You know, incest and really bad and gross and taboo and even illegal. Yeah. But in the spirit realm, God is all archetypes of man. mm. He is our father provider but he is also our beloved but to the human mind that's not fathomable yeah and i burst into tears because i realized we as women are not able to experience the full glory of god's provision until we can accept him as both father and beloved Mm. but our human mind bucks against it and so we started diving deeper And even now I'm shaking a little on the inside talking about it, just feeling the pure power of what God is able to give us if we allow. That's the tricky part. Are you going to let it happen? Are you going to let him?
0: Mm. If
1: the human mind says no. Yeah, It's a big part of the journey.
0: Yeah, this, this opening to penetration right it's like penetration and and even that word is very like feels um, harsh sometimes and or like some people find the word penetration kind of triggering because it's it feels it can feel um, for some women well for lots of women and I definitely used to feel like this and sometimes still do like I just want to close myself off and And not be penetrated and want to be in control and not be in the state of opening and like surrender and submission but it's without that opening there there can't be any any penetration and
1: or it can be but it's not comfortable i mean i'm sure most women listening have had sex at some point where they weren't all the way ready Mm. so it either hurt or is just too too much friction Yeah, she was not open enough to really let him in. So it was not the best experience or, you know, some women have had trauma. And so we go, well, penetration, what is that? What am I actually letting in and how much? And, you know, we have a lot of questions. So what I like to guide a woman to do is to sort of practice this with God and with herself. And some women with partners, you know, they're eager to kind of let their partner in on what's happening here. It's pretty sexy (laughs) here. And the man just deserves to know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) But also, it can be so sacred for a woman to allow God. And and I want to make sure we're differentiating from,
0: I'm I'm not sure how much language I could use. (laughs) Yeah, you can use any language. Yeah, yeah. Some
1: well, women, you know, kind of turn it into almost a prostitutive way of like fucking God for money. Mm. Oh, gosh, that's not quite where I was trying to go with that. Yeah. Because that's very transactional and a very give to get. This is different. Mm. This is allowing God in because it is your pleasure to allow God in. Mm. And that makes you open to everything else that you really want in your life. Versus, if I do this, they'll give me what I want, like God a Santa Claus or
0: something like that. Mm. And the energy, because I have this also in my relationship with my husband, and and it's I find it harder because it's it's more black and white. With um, I find it more black and white with when I'm. Trying to get something from my husband, trying to manipulate, trying to you know, and then I find myself trying to do that like transactional thing or or trying to get an outcome. And I'm becoming very aware of not not wanting to do that, but it's very deep programming for me and and I think for many women to 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 then easily fall into that and and think like, okay, well, if I do this, I'll get this. But that isn't that isn't where I feel good like in my body there's it feels not um harmonious at all there isn't you know there's there's friction in my body whenever I'm operating from that kind of energy it's it, it, right.
1: you can feel it
0: mm. you might
1: recoil just a dash even
0: yeah yeah
1: you the can feel it and then we're like oh wait you're not acting the way I want you to
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Um, yeah and have you noticed that you're um, like how have you as you've opened to like this deeper penetration and and also at the time when your body is ready for the level of penetration that you're receiving um like have your orgasms evolved have well i i would love to hear more about your your different kind of orgasms because um you were when we chatted um before you kind of blew me away with your variety
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i think in my 20s i discovered that i could have an orgasm with nipple stimulation Um, I know a lot of women have experienced that. Hmm. I remember the first time it almost happened. I kind of got up in my head and went, wait, wait, is this about to happen? Kind of thing, which pulled me away from the sensation. And then the next time I remember deepening into my body. So I remember he was my boyfriend at the time was very diligently focused on one of my nipples and i was enjoying it a lot and kind of encouraging him with my motions and my noises and things and i remember the moment that i pulled my attention down into my sex down into sort of the pelvic bowl at the same time instead of up to my head and how warmth this beautiful warmth just spread all over my body and I felt you know the inside of my sex start to quiver and just sort of went oh my gosh this is actually you know leading me to a climactic moment here and then he was thrilled because he made something really magical happen with my body um and then it became easier it was like oh I kind of want to do that again (laughs) (laughs) um so that was my first experience of something that wasn't clitoral or vaginal where i Mm. went oh i didn't know this was possible Mm. is that what you were asking
0: yeah and then there was also another one um which which involved fellatio i think
1: oh gosh yeah this is a really really (laughs) busy topic because you know some women do love fellatio some women love to have their partners cock in their mouth or you know and i if i if i care about a man or if i'm just that aroused you know that's something i really enjoy and this was a man that had a lot of patience and he also was very good at watching my signals like he could tell how to move how you know, the pace to move, the angle to move just by paying attention to my body. And uh, I let him, and this takes a lot of trust. So this isn't for everybody, but I allowed him to be the one in control of all of that. Mm. So I was more passive in this act. And I remember So I was already aroused, you know, he had given me a really lovely massage and i of, you know, been really tender with my body. So it wasn't like cold entry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I realized how aroused I was getting just by him directing this. Mm -hmm. So he was leading the whole act and that's a little unusual, at least in my experience. And then it was almost as if there was a button within my throat that he found that made me have orgasms. Wow. (laughs) I was shocked. First of all, like, what just happened? Did that just happen? Because he wasn't even touching my sex. Mm. That aroused by his penetration. And because he also did it in a way that I wasn't choking or I wasn't feeling unsafe it was pure arousal and willingness to be open to be penetrated mm. and uh yeah I, I remember being so surprised but also so excited yeah there's a movie called deep throat i don't know if you've heard of this movie but that oh, actress called linda Place. Yeah. it's from i think the 70s and in the movie they allude to their being a lot of pleasure for a woman that gives fellatio. Mm. Documentary on it where they kind of picked it apart and made it like, oh, ha ha, they're sort of just tricking women into giving (laughs) blowjobs. But I remember thinking to myself, are they really that clever or is there something in there? Yeah. And so when this happened for me, I remember thinking, oh my God, it's true. So then I had to go look it up scientifically because my anatomy brain is like, what is this? There's a nerve called the vagus nerve that goes from the brain to all of the organs of the body. It basically travels the whole body and it connects the throat to the cervix. And so that is, if you want a scientific explanation, it would be that this nerve connects throat to sex yeah but I want to be clear for all of your listeners the environment has to be right. you have to be in trust. you have to be in arousal. you have to like it. It's not like let's just uh, dig around in there until we find the button <laughs> mm.
0: and yeah, and this is the this is the thing which it's easy to say, isn't it? oh you 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 need to trust, but actually this is a well, for me, this has been just such a, and still is like, I mean, I can't imagine that it's not a lifetime journey of just continuing to deepen trust. And like, when you talk about that, that feels like you were in the, like completely in a state of full and complete submission. And, and there was no-
1: And desire
0: yeah So yeah. It wasn't,
1: it's like a when you say submission to me that includes the desire to submit it wasn't just like all right i surrender let's see if we can make this happen
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: it was more of a like i am in so my full desire for this act and in my erotic yes mm. that it was able to happen
0: yeah. yeah yeah and it's interesting when you were saying about how you were really enjoying him directing the process because that for me like I I'm we've only been really me and my husband experimenting in our relationship with the um the dynamics of dominance and submission for the last like three or four months so it's relatively new but I have been so surprised by how um aroused I am by him directing situations whether it's inside or outside of the bedroom to be honest like if Mm -hmm. if we've had a day when there's been a lot of um like devotion and a lot of leadership from him and I felt like very held and um and and like listened to like it's this isn't just like for just to be very clear (laughs) this isn't like 1950s doormat this is like this is opening to um, to receiving devotional leadership that like that and direction that really is there to help me like open my heart and allow my heart to like completely blossom and be looked after and um, it feels important to be clear that this is it's not like a tyrannical (laughs) um,
1: yeah the energy is really important
0: yeah um so this no no, go on i
1: was thinking like how how great does that feel that you don't have to make all the decisions Mm. it's amazing this we as business women we make decisions all day and even as mothers or even as single women before you have a business before you have children we have to make decisions all day and when someone else in a benevolent way with the devotion to your heart the two of you as a team makes decisions, it's exquisite to the body of a woman, mm. And it's, it's amazing how we don't wanna have to think all the time, mm. which is part of why that submission that I was describing was so great. I didn't have to think. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, wow, that feels so much better. <laughs> I'll think later when I'm back in my business or something, but <laughs> not right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like, really owning the the fact that I enjoy that and that I feel like my body, like you say, really enjoys being in that state when I allow it because, like you were saying earlier about God, sometimes it can feel really annoying, like, when you, when I'm in the – part of me is not wanting to let go to to some level and then I'm kind of fighting against my my body you know that normally happens when I'm kind of sinking into another layer of submission but it's like there's it's not a kind of oh today I'm gonna decide that I desire to submit and this is how I'm gonna be going from here on in it's uh for me anyway it's been it's such a process it's like more confronting than anything I've ever done I thought I was doing this confronting work with God and now I'm like oh this is even more confronting
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so curious what it confronts for you
0: um well my need to control and um like I've always been I was a lawyer so i was the and i was the breadwinner and he's always been the artist and he's a musician and i've just always been in charge and like leading the family leading the decisions leading the like everything Mm -hmm. and i have and i have a, a mind like many um women do that is really good at project management and really good at holding it all together and like managing all the different aspects of life and then yeah like moving allowing myself to transition away from that and also witnessing Tom my husband transition from pretty much being like mothered like a third child to stepping up into this place of leadership it's um it's yeah it's confronting for my my like resistance at times to let go and like and let him make mistakes like because and like have you know learn lessons about whatever he's taking responsibility for without me trying to micromanage it I find that hard because it just feels like I could prevent it but then that is that's not you know that's not what I'm I actually want to do um, but yeah, the efficient part of me gets tempted to interfere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hear that a lot from women, like I could do this faster and writer and be done.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and but it, then let him
1: do it. It's like, ooh, the tension.
0: Yeah, the tension, I think, and it comes back to the body and it, and, and it comes back to how I see and even before we started this process like how i see my body and i don't i i feel like many women feel similar and i hear they do but i'm not saying it's universal um but for my body like i feel like it's designed to um to kind of process and integrate a lot of energy and emotion and i'm uh, and sensation like to practice um to practice this uh experience of sensation and this process with my husband and you know and, and my relationship with god that 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 journey is like there to really facilitate it helps me to um to practice that sensation whereas if i'm always going out and like judging and criticizing and leading and making decisions then I'm missing out on the kind of leaning back energy where the sensation and like deepening into the sensation um and I used to do that at a kind of um you know more structured times when I would be meditating when I would be having my like time with God then it would be like um enjoying normal challenge, but with this dynamic with my husband it's like that happens multiple times per day and I realize that I get to be in my body and be in the sensation of all the things that are going on much more and that feels really right. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: As we as the woman we create the atmosphere of the room. Yeah. So we already are in sensation. Mm. But it's the awareness of it that makes all the difference like what i'd like to tell my clients is you're already influencing the room you may as well do it properly because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when we go i want to influence and, like you already are but what are you influencing it with
0: mm.
1: when it comes to orgasm it's like are we influencing it with a transactional setting or are we influencing it with like i just want to get off Or like, he better do a good job. (laughs) 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 Or is it more of a, I'm just going to open and allow this man to do what he wants to do anyway, which is give you massive pleasure.
0: Mm.
1: Because, you know, what man doesn't feel like a bit of a hero if he's making his woman have a lot of orgasms?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's some the what you were describing about the like the scientific connection between the throat and the um clitoris or um or cervix Mm -hmm. um it feels like i love hearing stories like that because i love having my like horizons expanded and you know like hearing evidence of like all these different ways that the body opens to pleasure mm-hmm. feels really we're
1: designed for it. pardon we're designed for it yeah Or we are anatomically designed to receive the masculine
0: mm.
1: and that was you know kind of what i was alluding to when i was saying for school because i went like oh we're not only like naturally designed to receive him into our bodies we are wired all over this gorgeous body to have extreme pleasure and in some of these types of orgasms cervical is one of them it's almost as if we merge with god right then hmm. we see the cosmos and eros, e-r-o-s eros means more than erotic love by definition it means merging with the divine so our orgasms not designed for us to merge with the divine and release hormones that create connection and love it's like that's hardwired into a woman's body yeah
0: that gives me goosebumps like all over oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. when you say that yeah we're like hardwired hardwired for this um mm, but as as well children and young women um it was yeah like well for me anyway and it sounds like you may have had a similar i was also brought up a catholic um it's not something that is talked about or even you know like it's not this is if i guess for me it just feels really exciting to be alive now um, and have this information this like richness of information and experience and um, available and so then that each woman can go on their individual journey with their body and with the divine and with their orgasms and with their pleasure and they can it just because it's having these conversations and speaking to different women I have I've realized that obviously as you would imagine everybody has a really different experience and their journey and their evolution is really personal yes. um but having having the um the information and the evidence more, more of an evidence bank to make people think like oh yeah Okay so I'm I'm not just born like this and this is how I am this is something which I get to experience in a way that unfolds over time and um if I choose to I can create this level of intimacy in my body and with god and with my partner and well just with life really yes
1: um, being penetrated by life um, just yeah. what we, want, we really want. We want to feel <laughs> by life in a way that we enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, for some reason, the way we're all kind of taught as children makes it way more difficult.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Because I think there's been such a um an emphasis on information and intellectual intelligence and like knowledge is power and and definitely when I was growing up and doing all my studying and I just became very conditioned to to basically be a man and to create success using my logical analytical brain and this was some you know I there wasn't that for me personally there weren't like female role models who were showing me how to be a woman it was like no go over there and be like your dad because he's really successful that's what that's what you want to do
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and I was also taught like you don't want to depend on a man for money you don't want to depend on a man for anything so you need to go out and make that for yourself
0: Mm. and that
1: wasn't wrong I'm, I'm glad I got my education um But along the way it's like you have to push yourself through all of your feminine instincts you know medical school kicks your bum it's a lot of work yeah (laughs) yeah you know time will not wait for your period or your emotional thing or whatever you need to deal you don't have to feel into anything you just have to take the test and pass and keep going Mm. Um, and i remember there being times like this just feels all wrong it's just Uh, there was no time for me to catch my breath. Yeah. Um, And that was even the naturopathic medical school. It wasn't the kind Mm. where you're in the ER all the time. It was, you know, way more natural way of life. And then you come out on the other side of whatever your academia is, and you think, I'm tired. I want to slow down. I want to feel my life. I want to smell flowers. I want to breathe and so we we all come to the come to that realization in our own way and i think as far as you know orgasms are concerned you know you can get one done quickly you know with a vibrator toy and buzzing on your clitoris really fast you can make it happen and yeah that can feel really good but the kinds that require Why your opening have an entirely different vibration? Mm -hmm. And I like to think of the famous writer and nun, Saint Teresa of Avila. She had a love affair with God. Mm -hmm. There's a famous statue of her called the Ecstasy of Saint Teresa. And in that statue, her head is thrown back in pure ecstasy. Her mouth is open. And there is an angel above her looking like he's about to spear her heart with an arrow. And I think of it that way. that's part of she was big inspiration for me when my journey really kicked in, because I didn't want to have to, quote, "go find the man to experience this. Mm. I thought that was too much pressure on a guy. And I don't want to act or look desperate yeah. or get him just for this, like I was a job interview. i just thought like okay let's not let's not make it like that (laughs) yeah but what if i had an affair with god first and i could allow him in more and more to fill me up with that energy that a woman needs within herself for the health of her body to feel safe to feel protected without there having to be something on the external to prove it
0: Mm.
1: that is magic
0: yeah Mm. yeah I resonate with that a lot um when I started to shift from um the more like let's get this like vibrating rabbit on my clitoris and get off very fast like that's that was kind of before this journey started um a very like I had this like very methodical like outcome tick results based um approach to my orgasms um and then I actually then had a period of time where Tom and I didn't have um sex and I said to him like I feel like I really need some time I need some time with myself I need some time with my body I need some time with God I need to do this like I need to kind of um yeah I I need to get intimate with myself and my body first before I invite you in and that was it was like such a precious time and also really hard because it it created tension in our relationship um Tom is very supportive always has been but he you know found that like lack of physical intimacy over a period of time hard but now he appreciate the the changes and the opening that that happened when I have my space to go away and and you know go deeper into my own sexuality and my own relationship with God and it was when you say that the cervical orgasm is like merging with God merging with the cosmos the first time I had one I remember it being like it was like the kind of cosmic cock like coming. like inside and like fully penetrating and then this it all just came as like quite a surprise and and then when when the climax was happening I was like what came out of my mouth was this is God like this is God and I couldn't like I couldn't not say that it was like it just came out and it was something else like way beyond anything like you say like just a physical um climax it's so much more than that and um and I think I've talked about this before but then I came across this information about how there is some kind of acupressure point um near the cervix that is connected with the heart opening and just feels like that that orgasm is so connected with the like blossoming of the of the heart and Oh, it's just gorgeous. And it lasts for such a long time, like the the whole the whole like full cellular um experience. Like I think it, it seems to go on for days. Like the oh. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Hmm. Um Good to know this is possible for
0: them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I remember thinking at the time, like, I wish all women knew this was possible. I wish that, you know, the women who really wanted to experience this could. And um, and I've always felt like this energy um, is so, um, like pivotal in this time in history. Like I also live in a place where there aren't that there isn't a lot of um i mean it's called a kind of desert climate, but it it does have rivers it's just that most of them are dry um in the south of Spain and when you were saying earlier about um finding God in like the driest of climates and in the cactus and in the spiky plants, I was thinking about that environment also that I live in that it's very dry and um and I also feel like it's been because this kind of um juicing up of the female body and like allowing the the body and the experience of life to become more like lubricated feels like it is really um kind of reflective of the like disharmony, I guess, in in the climate where I live, where there isn't much water, but really it would be good if there was (laughs) more water. But if we can, as women, kind of, um, because if if so many of us women have been um, educated and um, kind of masculinized, that's how I am like on a kind of journey to try and not be so masculine (laughs) and deepen into my feminine. Mm And then that comes, that, that like opens the flow of the, the juice of life and the like flow and the um, and then that's what is, so it feels really important. And I felt this for a long time that as the women start to um, be much more turned on by life and, and be penetrated by life and allow this flow. But it's going to have this impact um and the rivers are going to start to flow again and there are just gonna there's going to be a lot more balance in the ecosystem like the ecosystems in the planet because we are looking after our internal ecosystems does that yes. make sense
1: <laughs> as within so without the law of force mm. yes
0: yeah
1: absolutely I, and i think women just like you were saying we've, we've been taught to be men you know, we joke in our family that we were taught to be boys. Mm. Uh, we were just taught to do all the things men do. Dig holes, change tires, you know, uh, build a fence. Not that these are bad things for girls to do, but we, our femininity wasn't really cultivated.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, did learn to bake. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what? Um uh, so in that way you know the housewife duties and things but as far as our feelings or diving into how things feel or how we're able to influence a room or command a room or ways to feel sensual that weren't overtly sexual none of that was cultivated and i don't mean this as a dig at my parents i mean they just didn't know we needed that yeah yeah of course and so now yeah. on the other side of it i'm going wow okay so if i keep living as a man, I'm not going to have enough progesterone to feel good in this body. Mm-hmm. Cortisol, if you want to focus, but it's not if you want to relax. And so, you know, we get to this point as women where we go, I can't live this way. We don't necessarily want to have it get painful. Or just only for focus on having great orgasms so <laughs> it's a juicy topic. But what about just how we live in our lives and parent our babies and you know interact with our clients and attract our money and prepare our meals? Like when we can do this in a slower, more languished way that's really focused on what feels good and tastes good and smells good, what other quality does life take on? that's really important
0: yeah 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 like sinking into the beingness instead of the doing the doing the doing the being instead of the doing yeah yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah and so for you like can I know like how you or like when or like was there like something that happened that in particular helped you to, to to say like, actually, I I've done all of this. I've like had all of this education. I've done this. I've gone this route that I was meant to go and 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 then what happened to kind of take you on the road that you've that you're now on?
1: In 2017, I closed my medical practice, because I was burning out big time. Hmm. I became a single mother. So my son was born in 2012. Two years later, we split with uh, his father and I, and then single motherhood plus running a medical practice. I, I couldn't take it. And at first I went, Oh, you can't take it. You know, I kind of pressed myself and poked at myself to like, yes, you can. Come on, try harder, pick it up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I was getting home to my three-year-old son um, every day, so exhausted from my work. And he's a little boy, so he wanted a lot of rough and tumble and tackling, and I was flattened, just like sitting there on the floor as he's tackling me, me just kind of like, (laughs) oh. And then I went, this is not a life. I didn't do all of this, go through all that work, all these student loans, all this moving, all that focusing so I can feel like a crappy mother. Mm. I didn't do all of that so I can tell my perfectly normal, healthy boy that wants his mama that my patients are more important. I went, what? These patients, I mean, they're great. I loved my patients, but they're not my child.
0: Mm.
1: And so it was a huge eye-opener when I almost was pushing away my kid because I had no energy. And that and trying to find peace with his father, because we were once pretty tumultuous in trying to find our way and co-parenting as a split-up couple, I had to realize that I was not being respectful of him as a man. And I didn't realize that until I started working with a woman who brought me back to my femininity Mm. that at first I didn't want to hear it. I was like, no, no, no. Here's how he's wrong. Here's how I'm right. Here's how he's trying to control me. And I just had this whole list of things. My ego was like, this is what I'm right about. Mm. And She helped me break it all the way down. into where I I remember being in tears so much for that. Six months, just crying over, over. Like, oh, first of all, what have I done? But also, my my pride was just like no way. Um, but the more yeah. I chipped away at that pride, and I chipped away at the conditioning that I had been uh, taught, I guess, as a woman in academia and just growing up in America or the Western world. Um, that what I really wanted was my femininity and I didn't know how <sighs> and not only didn't know how it didn't feel safe. I was sort of like, well, who's going to catch me? Um, it was a very tender journey and I had to get into a lot of pain to even go toward it. Cause I thought, no, 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 no. I'm just going to keep pressing. It's always worked before. Mm. It was my little boy. That was basically like, uh, I'm going to tackle you more until you pay attention to me. It was like the child shows us where we are not present and he would not tolerate an empty mommy. Mm. So I had to close the practice. I started my online business, which is a whole other topic and journey.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But to learn to do that in a feminine way has been a huge part of my journey. And that's, you know, what I help clients with now too, how to keep running your business to start to do it from your feminine. Mm. Um, There's not too many examples of that out there.
0: No. Mm -hmm. No. And I think last time when we were chatting, um, when we connected before the um, podcast, we were talking about, I think I was saying about how I don't want to be the one like making the decisions. I want to be in my feminine, just like I am learning to be in my relationship. I want to be like that in my business. And you said, well, yeah, that's what I teach women to do. Like they have God as their CEO. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it's true. We have to learn to use intuition in business. We still create the structure. We still have strategy because those are like the pillars of the business within which your feminine creativity can flow. Mm. Has to be a balance of the two. I want to make sure I'm being clear here. You're not. We're not just like flighty artists. Mm. There's still the structure and strategy to make a good business happen. Yeah. yeah. But to not, and I actually just gave a talk just on this topic today. If we focus too much on the structure and strategy, we lose the magic. God mm. is able to give us as much magic if we don't open up a little bit. Mm. So this, you know, what we were talking about with orgasms today applies to business as well. It's still the same concept. Yeah. We have to let go, we have to open. We have to stop thinking we already know,
0: yeah, yeah. What came to me when you said that was that a lot of the like old paradigm business is feels to me like the days are numbered for the for businesses where the energy is not like, I want to say like juiced up, like it's not there isn't like juice in it. It's like
1: it's
0: dry. yeah, it's dry. Mm. it's it's dry. It's dry like the riverbeds in the south of spain it's like you know <laughs> it, it and, and uh, people i think are beginning to feel it more and more and that kind of way isn't going to be sustainable so wow,
1: it's like your business is like a dry vagina who wants that
0: mm. <laughs> yeah yeah and and for me that makes perfect sense but i i think that's quite um it feels strange sometimes for people to hear that because they think like How can, like, a dry vagina be related to, like, you know, a FTSE 100 company or whatever? It's like, well, actually, very related.
1: (laughs) It is very related, yes. And when a woman gets a taste of what it's like to have a more feminine business, and it's the second she gets the proof and the evidence that it's going to work. Everything shifts because usually her brain is kind of holding out for the evidence until she really lets go, and then she gets a little glimpse of, oh, it's working, oh, it is working, and then boom, there she goes, mm. like the, the nipple orgasm I was telling you about.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like you go into your head, you start to open, you're like, oh like i can still like i'm actually going to cl- like have an orgasm without trying to control it and think about it and like micromanage it oh okay, yeah.
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Mm. so mm.
1: i guess our business strategy is like an orgasm
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh, yeah. i feel like um we're we're nearly at completion in terms of time and also i feel like we've come like to this like juicy connection between business and orgasms um is there anything that you want to share before we close and and also where can people find you um, well
1: where they can find me is um the my, i have a free group on facebook it's called the wealth body collective and they can just join in there and there's videos for them to watch i've got magical alchemical rituals for them to watch and ways to open their bodies to more money and all kinds of free stuff on there. If they want to check that out, Uh, wealth body collective. And then the thing I would really like to leave women with is to remember to give yourself grace because what I find in so many ambitious women, they are so very used to plug and play. If I do an X and Y I get Z because this is the strategy. This is the formula. This is how it works. But we have to remember that the human body is so variable and whatever you have as your subconscious mind, the vibration of your body, your current hormone profile, all of that will enter into how things go. And what I find that a woman does, if it doesn't work quickly, she starts to blame herself. She might put her body down, think she did it wrong, call—you know compare to others, things that actually poison the system. Well, the, the most tender part of the feminine awakening journey is to let yourself have your own journey and to let it be up and down and to let it be divinely led and to find a way to be gentle and gracious with yourself as the Holy Mother would be.
0: Mm. Oh, that's a very beautiful way to end I don't really want to say anything more thank you so much thank you I really appreciate you and everything that you are doing okay and we will leave it there